0: FM to get started.
1: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to
2: Afterbuzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now, let the
1: Buzz
3: begin. Hello and welcome everyone once again to another very special episode of the Afterbuzz TV After Show for Motherland Fort Salem. Today we're talking episode nine, and we're doing it with my fantastic team, Tori Weaver.
2: Yes, hello, I am back. I'm so sorry that I missed you guys the other week, last week. So I saw you you guys had an amazing interview, but I'm excited to be here now talking with my favorite panel.
3: Yeah, we're so excited to have you back. Yeah, your presence was sorely missed. So (laughs) glad to have you back. Uh, Gunner Texera.
0: We have a full unit this week, and we have a very special leader with us, and I can't wait to talk with her. (laughs) Brian Santos.
1: Yay, I'm actually the one that didn't spoil this time. I didn't throw it out the the guests we're having or allude to it. So I am happy about that. I'm so excited to be here with you guys and can't wait to break down this episode. It was a lot.
3: Um, I'm your moderator, Kevin Allen, but I am not the leader that everyone is referring to. No, we have a real <laughs> leader with us today. That is General Sarah Alders herself, live from Belgium, Miss Lynn Renee. Hi, <laughs> <Woo! laughs> ah! <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Lynn. Uh, this We're so excited to have you here. Not only was uh, episode nine coup like an amazing episode with the best cliffhanger ever, but uh, you, your character has been a great topic over the season, a source of contention and debate. And we're so happy to have you here, your fantastic talent, and also you to kind of share uh, uh, your, your presence in that. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of some things with the, the general, so. But before Thank you we... for
4: having me. I'm very excited. And, and yes, let's get to the bottom of their Yeah.
3: <laughs> so we're first going to talk about the units. They're rebelling against the system. We're going to talk about the general. She is taking over the system. And then we're going to talk about our good Sergeant Quartermain, who's kind of torn between the two. But before right. we dive into those details, I want to hear everyone's thoughts on just the episode as a whole. You've already heard mine. Gunnar, how do you find the episode?
0: uh sorry. I just I, I got no comments I'm so hopeful for our favorite leader and that episode is just insane Brian how about you
1: I have to just apologize to the world you know for the first few episodes that was coming from Acosta I was like you know something feels off about her here I was standing Alder and then lo and behold just you know I was being boo-boo the fool, and that's what happened to me. So <laughs> I'm ready to talk about this because it is a lot of drama. <laughs> all
3: right. Well, with that uh, new perspective in mind, Tori, how did you like this episode?
2: You know, y'all tried to call me crazy when I said that I didn't <laughs> I didn't trust Alder. She was up to no good. I said that from the very beginning. And I was like, no, give her a chance. No, nope, all kids <laughs> were out the window because she was doing some <laughs> foolishness. And I tried to tell y'all, but... It was a really, really good episode. And I'm so glad that we have Lynn here because uh, it was so much to unpack. I, there were so many times when my jaw dropped. Like I was texting Gunner like, what in the world is happening? Oh. Like, I can't even <laughs> believe that we're so close to the end of the season because th- I was shook.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, there was there was some shaking going on. Uh, Lynn, uh, did you have a chance to watch the episode just as a viewer? Obviously, you were there shooting it. But did you get to see it as it was presented on television?
4: Yes, I, I did. I saw it yesterday. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we read the scripts around the table reads every time um, we're about to shoot a new episode. And that's one thing. And making it is another. But then seeing it in its whole is just, I mean, it blew me away. I was sitting there going, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, so much is happening. And, and, you know, everything gets kind of unraveled in nine. And, yes, there's a lot of decision-making that is is happening. And, you know, I'm I'm getting a lot of questions thrown at me from a fan base like, oh, no, Alder, no. What are we going to do with you? What's going to (laughs) happen? She's making wrong decisions. But I'm always, you know, the first to uh, somewhat defend Alder and say, look, you know, you you got to understand the decision she's making. And is she completely going into the dark i mean we don't know 10 is still coming and if nine blew you away just wait and see what 10 is going to do oh
2: god i can't wait
3: uh you (laughs) mentioned the fans are throwing a lot at you well luckily we've got brian santos watching our chat right now so our fans we know you guys are with us because you're amazing thank you for being here as well uh while you're throwing your comments and questions at us we will definitely share them Feel free to like and subscribe and ring bells. Uh, we That way when episode 10 drops and we get ready to talk about that, we can get right into it. All right, but let's get into episode nine, Coup. Uh, this one starts a little Games of thrones where a unit that we're not familiar with is walking through the woods and they come across dead bodies that have been arranged to form cryptic symbols. So that's you know setting off a wonderful tone for this. We've uh, all had the voice boxes thrown out, which is just a special kind of mutilation that's unique to this show. That's that's how we started off. It just put everyone in the right mood. Am I you guys in that mood?
2: Yeah. Love no. it. Love right, some right. gruesome gore. Cool.
3: Let's move <laughs> right along then. Let's get to what actually happens here. So our unit has uh been in their first real mission, and it was one of deceit and betrayal and using excessive force on civilians and it cost the life of one of their fellow cadets. Like probably the worst way to get their feet wet in the military and tally more than anyone is ready to just wash her hands of the whole thing she wants to rebel she wants to do something and at her sides who they're supporting her are annabelle who doesn't think it's a good idea and Riel who doesn't know how they'd even go about doing it
1: mm-hmm. abigail
3: yeah you said annabelle <laughs> oh sorry my my, my mistake <laughs> Uh, I've mentioned a number of times I'm bad with names, but okay. So Abigail, uh, she's, she's back at base and she's got a whole nother perspective now that, that she's had the whole time. What are your thoughts on that, Tori?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this, I know everybody knows that I'm like on Abigail's team, but she has experienced so much within the past couple of episodes that has really just shifted her mind completely. And it's, it's kind of hard to watch because she hasn't really had proper time to heal from either one of those things before she's thrown into something else. And I mean, not just her, but everyone, but I'm saying her because she lost her cousin and then she turned around and lost Libba as well. And that was just like, geez, like how many more times will she have to honor the dead within the next like episode so that was just kind of like heartbreaking to watch but like you said it's it's the reality of what they do i think the series has always hinted that out of all these great victories and the great battles that the witches have had there's always been a life lost or someone has lost someone they're connected to so i kind of knew that it was building up towards that i didn't know who was going to um like leave leave the cast or anything like that but i knew it was coming because in all of their great stories they've lost someone important to someone
3: and that's the first conversation we get to hear with this episode is the unit arguing the cost of war and the Mm -hmm. semantics wear thin. And so she's, uh, Abigail's coming up with a perspective that, yeah, there's collateral damage and there's consequences. There's no such thing as a perfect war. But you've got Tally, who's now arguing a completely different perspective than you'd expect from someone in the military of being like, Mm -hmm. then it's not worth fighting almost. If there's going to be needless costs, then why are we even doing it?
4: Well, can I jump in with that because you Absolutely. also said like you, you said that you know it's probably the worst way to get introduced, and I think if you know as Alder, Alder would be the first to say I think it's the best way mm-hmm. to get introduced mm-hmm. about what these girls are going to be facing with because there is a war, we have an enemy, and casualties are going to happen so you know if Alder would have been there in that room where Tally, you know talks about the 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 civilians that have have lost their lives Alder has been through that for so many years and years and Mm -hmm. years and this is what happens people will lose their lives and you can't go around that and as a soldier you need to toughen up and know that that Mm -hmm. is going to happen because otherwise you can just pack your bags and go home yeah, but that's girl. the interesting thing what's going to happen and what's starting to you know
3: wow yeah. that's a really I wanna, good uh, <laughs>
1: i want to echo that because i was thinking the same thing about tally like i am the biggest tally stan uh maybe cl- second to gunner but i was <laughs> just like kind of confused because she is one of the people that's like all about the military and she should understand that perspective you know maybe there was I'm not saying that it was right in any way shape or form but maybe there was like eight people in there eight civilians and Alder's decision really was for millions they could have set off those balloons not just in the U.S. but across the world so the fact that they you know had to risk those seven lives or sacrifice those seven lives to save millions save the world essentially like I don't understand why the the, the unit is not seeing that perspective. They probably are, but they're just so torn up about it. And they're not understanding that this is really just what happens in war. Thank you so
4: much, Brian. You're with me. I You can yes. come in my unit and come fight ah, with yes, me. Yes, go.
3: <laughs> okay, not that I'm trying to actively oppose the general here, but I think it's a difference between when it's a, like just an abstract number and it's someone that is close to you because then it's not just an abstract number it's actual emotions and consequences that are much more tangible and real to you Mm -hmm. uh and i think tally's problem isn't necessarily that there's casualty of war but the fact it it kind of is the principle of it that she gave them intel that the higher up called her a liar and then decided to kill civilians anyway without trying to look for another route again there is no such thing as perfect uh, a perfect fight but i think it was just the efforts not being made or the fact that they were just so quick to dismiss everything and it probably shatters this vision she has of what the military is because yeah she's always been gung ho for the military but and correct me if i'm wrong she's not had an actual connection to it before like she's not part of a a lineage like the Bellwethers are.
2: No, exactly. Her parents didn't
3: die in it like Rael yeah. did. She's just kind of gotten the propaganda of it, and the idealist sure. vision that the general has been painting for everyone. Now she's behind the scenes and seeing that it's not what those in the military and the media have been painting it as. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought this was a really cool. This episode started off with like the hardest discussion about militarization and it did it with characters who are actively engaged in the military i just thought that was amazing
2: yeah and i think with tally you have to remember that like her mom didn't want her to go and so Mm -hmm. she worked all this time to prove to herself and her mother that this was the best decision and then she gets to this point and it's kind of like questioning all of that nobody wants to you know nobody wants to go back to your mom like you were right you told me so and so i think she's kind of like battling that because for this entire series she's been trying to prove like this is my decision this was the right one this is the cause i want to be a part of and in this episode she gets a taste that it's not all that she thought it would be and a part of that is what she was tuning out from her mother so i think we're also getting that kind of way of thinking from her as well
0: Mm -hmm. gunner do you have a thought um, see, I, I'm completely right there with Tori and Brian. I know even the chat are kind of agreeing with you, Ken, but Hallie, for me, it's kind of, I see her shift to Rael's perspective of the military is almost like questioning and thinking just going on like more of a negative perspective and rail and Abigail are realizing, Hallie, this is part of war. There is no perfection in it. And as hard as it's to say, that's the most important part about being like a leader like Alder that you have to make those calls and say, do I save? the few and do the right thing or do I stop the villain when I can? yeah
4: exactly yeah and that's the thing you know I mean yes I get the intel and um I don't think that Alder you know would have said that 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 was a lie I think she very much understood that there were civilians in there but again she has done this before people will lose Mm -hmm. their lives and like you just said sometimes it's when Alder makes a decision she has to think about Am I going to lose eight lives, or am I going to protect thousands yeah. while losing those eights and that is, is a decision that Alder makes quickly, but mm-hmm. tally being you know these girls are so young they're so green they're they haven't even you know finish their training and they're thrown into this incredible situation which is so overwhelming and they're not prepared for it in a way Mm -hmm. you know and I think that that happens in real life as well when you think about the military and these boys you can train for everything but when you face reality and it's actually
1: happening it's a completely different story yeah, I would echo you, what you said, Lynn, just about the timing mix because that was like, I guess the big arc of it is that she had to make that decision like mm-hmm. in a second because that truck yeah. was just going to keep going. So if they didn't stop it now, it was going to, they're going to, yeah. you know, finish their mission. So exactly. I really want to jump into the chat real quick and say hi to them because they're amazing. amazing. We love them. We got Tony, Ivan, Katie, Yards, Grandpa, all our usuals. We love you guys for being here. Um, Tony even said that I'm going to be one of Elders Biddies, So I'm excited for that. I just can't deal with the wrinkles, um, but I would love that. <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys for being here. Ask your questions, we love them.
4: So, Hi everyone, uh, thanks for watching. <laughs> the
3: unit does decide to do something about the, their, their feelings and their interpretation of how the call was made. So they go to General uh, Petrobelweather and kind of let them know what intel they've got about the civilians that's kind of being kept from her and also about Scylla. They just kind of drop that bomb a little quietly before they exit out. And she uh, goes on and tells her commander-in-chief, and we're going to get to that. But the second thing that Tally does as a response to uh, all that she's feeling right now is hooks up with Garrett all the time. That's
1: queen. (laughs) Wait, actually, I'm just going to jump in again on this because I said it before, I don't like Tally being a side piece, and that's what she's doing. You know, she is so much better than that. And for her to just go at, at his becking call, I mean maybe not at her beck- at his becking call, but kind of in that vein of just like, okay, Garrett messaged me. Like, I'm gonna go. Like it's definitely like a WYD at 214 AM kind of situation, you know? So I'm like, I you know, I've been there and I understand the sister, but at the same token, I'm like, girl, don't be a side piece. Like, find you a man that's gonna appreciate you and love you and make you his number one because you are the number one. And that's all I have to say. Goodbye. Yes, but but also what I do like about that is that Tally almost doesn't make him her number one.
4: She kind of goes like, Mm. I am facing all these things right now. And it's so much and it's so hard to handle. And I'm going to use my little sidekick (laughs) (laughs) to kind of get off some steam. And in a way, because, you know, men are not considered, you know, the same like in our reality. And that's what I find so beautiful about our show because it challenges so many you know thoughts and and concepts Mm -hmm. that we have in our head but it's just all you know mixed around but then again you know when she does find out that Garrett's wife has come back and she wants Mm -hmm. to involve her she kind of puts her foot down and goes okay well dude that's that's not what I'm here for so I kind of like that about her
2: yeah yeah just to time in on that i I don't like the fact that he's married. Like you said, Brian, I just feel like we should leave this alone. But like you brought up something beautiful that I've noticed since I think Beltane. I just love how this um, how this series pu- series pushes what our social norm is because a lot mm-hmm. of times when we think of sex, we think of like the man is taking something from the woman. That's how we've always you know mm-hmm. viewed it. It's always like something to protect because somebody's going to take it from you. And I love 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 how this series reverses that. Like no, the women have yeah. the power. They are they are using it to bring more power to themselves and i think that's a beautiful message that we can push in our own society even though this is from like you know this fictional show i just love how they challenge that and change that and don't shame women for doing what they want to do Mm -hmm. and finding different ways to charge themselves up because now yeah absolutely doing her thing because she did this and she's not a weaker person because of it she's not any of these things if anything she's better and so i mm-hmm. love that about this but like you said brian i do wish barrett wasn't married and he wasn't trying to you know sneak around and bring extra people and stuff like that yeah. i think if anything comes from this messy situation it is that so i do like that about this I okay. yeah, like, oh, alder-, some.
4: <laughs> alder as well she has no emotional connection to the witch father she literally knows <laughs> that she has to use his male, um, power to her advantage, to create the incredible, um, uh, you know, with Beltane, the, 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 basically all the orgasms together to feel (laughs) there. And that is just an incredible thing. And I, I actually liked it that there was no emotion involved. I mean, Alder has been doing this for so long. She just knows you are my, I I need you for that. And I will use you for that. And the men almost you know sacrifice themselves for that it's almost an honor which is an incredible thing you know to bring into the show and 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 challenges the mindset of our world
3: oh absolutely and i i did not feel that it was a um a male forward scene i really Mm -hmm. felt like tally was in charge and then Mm -hmm. when they got walked in on i really felt like uh garrett's uh, wife whose name escapes me right now, was the one in charge. I never felt like Garrett had the power. It wasn't until he, <clears throat> it came out that he knew that was going to happen and thus was kind of setting Tally up that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, now he's taken control of this situation from her. And that's where it wasn't cool. Communication is key. Yeah. <laughs>
4: So that that's
3: that's just where all that whole scene lost me. I was like, Oh my god, they got caught. Oh my god, this is working out somehow in Tally's <laughs> advantage. Uh but then we come to find out what her wishes are and-
1: But it happen. showed it did show, of course, that Tally still has those feels because I personally feel like if she was if she wasn't feeling Garrett the way she's feeling, she would have been all about that threesome, you know, because she would have been like, Oh, you got twice the charge, you know, like the energizer. Exactly. But so true. because she still has these skills for Garrett, that's why she was so She said, uh uh-uh, uh, I am not gonna let, like, the kind of whole thing I was talking about being a side piece. She's like, I'm not gonna be like an accessory to this like fantasy that you have or doing what she wants. You know, it's, it's on Tally's mm-hmm. terms. So that's why I was yeah. like, Mm-mm, girl, no, don't be boo boo the full 2.0 because I'm already boo boo the full and I can't deal if you are too.
4: And it's so beautiful <laughs> because Tally represents a certain naivety. Naivety? How do you say naivety? Am I saying that right?
3: no one really knows
4: <laughs> honestly with that word no one really knows and you know it's like she's got so much to learn and and it's it's beautiful how she's going to be you know um confronted with these situation and she's going to go through such a learning curve but mm-hmm. you know it's it's the the girls sometimes that you go like oh she's a little naive like don't like hold your horses because sometimes it's those girls that you know Turn around the quickest and prove you wrong. Yeah. So mm-hmm. again, like, watch cool. out for ten. I'll mm-hmm. say
3: Tally. <laughs> in my opinion, was full of surprises in this episode.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
3: And I feel like everyone on the everyone felt that.
4: Uh, all right, let's talk
3: about General Alder. Uh, at the top of her scenes in this episode, she is having another session between uh, her sergeants and generals. With her biddies in the room, there's new intel. There's new discoveries all being shared with her. Uh, my my takeaway from that scene where she was getting all those new intels was that the biddies will hiss at everything. Yeah, uh, that's what I got out. Yeah, the Yeah. you know
4: the biddies, the biddies are basically alder's senses they feel what i feel they think what i think Mm. they breathe through me and alder is being put in a a very um how do i say this it's a tight situation because you know the spree is changing as well they're coming up with Mm -hmm. new weaponry they're always a step ahead of her and Alder's not used to that so you know I think the Biddy's hissing is what Alder feels internally Mm -hmm. she is hissing on the inside because she can't get control of the spree they've come at her they've had the one attack after the other and she's not been able to outsmart them you know and Alder Mm -hmm. might not be showing it but she's being pushed in a corner and beware when that happens because when her claws will come out, they will mm-hmm. come out.
3: Well, so the scene I'm referring to when uh, she's brought up this information about the the Camarilla and that seemed like it really got under her skin. That either the spree are using their techniques or they're working with them or there are a resurgence of them. This, uh, and I believe this is the first time we've heard about them. Am I correct on that?
4: Yes, that's so true. The Camarilla are are, you know, were... Alder's worst enemy hundreds and hundreds of years ago and it has been her one of her biggest quests to defeat them and she has defeated them and for them to bring it up it's almost an insult Mm -hmm. you know we're dealing with the spree why are you bringing up the camera this isn't the Camarilla I I they're extinct because of her you know that battle Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. done don't waste my time with this. This can't be. Also given the fact that, you know, a lot of other witches have been mimicking um, certain techniques of old witches that are now coming mm. back. So she doesn't believe that the Camarilla, you know, could come back. It For her, it's she's so fixated on this pre because she can't figure it out. They're outsmarting her. Her Their yeah. techniques are evolving. You know, their, their weapons are changing. And she's just you know, in a way, it's the first time that Alder is being pushed to her limits that way.
3: Yeah, so now she's dealing with both extremes. She's got an enemy, mm-hmm. an invisible enemy that blends right in with the community that mm-hmm. is constantly changing their techniques, and one, mm-hmm. like an old familiar one that has really painful memories using those old techniques. So, like, it's, there's no middle ground here for her. So I could see mm-hmm. why, yes, the biddies are hissing a lot and i could see why she's feeling directly challenged now this isn't just a military thing with the camarillo revelation it's starting to become a little more personal for her
4: yeah it's it's very personal i mean her entire family was taken by the camarillo all those vo- voice cords in there are are people that she knew that were close to her and the one that isn't in there was hers because they were after her and i think the defeat of the camarillas has been her biggest victory so the fact that someone would challenge her to take that away is just like she doesn't even want to go there
3: Mm -hmm. all right i'm starting to understand her motives a little more uh as the uh, series goes on or this episode goes on uh she i've like i'm starting to understand why she is having a harder time as she is why she's making Decisions that may seem questionable, but are just really tough. And then she's listening to what her uh, subordinates have to say, but maybe not going along with their plans. After all, she's got hundreds of years of experience on them. But when she entered the scene with Dylan, his sister Kalita, and was actively challenging a child and threatening her, <laughs> uh, that's one. But also, the child proves out to be like very powerful. So I'm like, there's just, there's no good outcome here.
4: Well, just I mean, it, it, challenging just, her. The, the child, she comes in the form of a child, but she is a very ancient witch.
1: We and knew Alder, it! We ah, knew I it.
4: <laughs> Alder doesn't, um, you know, a child and Tally and an elder woman it's the same for her. Those forms will, won't change how she will approach that person. And the way that Kalita addresses Alder is mm-hmm. just, I mean, nobody addresses Alder that. And she won't make the difference whether you're looking like you're 12 or 88. It's just, you don't talk to me. You challenge me like that you mm-hmm. better be aware and that's why i throw the last look to adil as well like you better get her in hand because this yeah is
2: a lot.
3: oh man i i personally loved adil's look at his sister being like what are you doing, <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> yeah like, like this, this is know, gonna get out of hand real fast
4: and working with kalita was just i mean you know she she is i think she's 11 or 12 and the power that she had on set in challenging mm-hmm. me, I just loved it. What she gave me, she gave me so much to come back. And I remember going, after we, we did a scene, I, I kept on apologizing to her <laughs> because I, as Lynn, felt bad treating a little girl like that. But as Alder, she doesn't, she doesn't flinch. doesn't give it a second thought.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was quite the stare down.
4: But in yes. my mind, I was
3: like, "This it's like." I've, Gunner is absolutely correct, and I feel the way she talks that there is something more to her that she's she talks mm-hmm. like someone who has life experience. But she, her approach to Alder and uh, defending the term the way she does is so stubborn. I'm like, she could be a little girl though, just like a really powerful <laughs> little girl. She's yeah. so stubborn to the point where I was I was like trying to look at what was on her plate. Like okay, if it's mac and cheese and chicken nuggets, a little girl. And wow. you know,
4: when when the earthquake started to happen because of our stare down, mm-hmm. uh, on the day there was a guy <laughs> sitting from the special effects under the table.
2: Oh the yeah, devi- Hollywood. Nor-
4: normally, they use a device to make a table shake, but it was too much. So he had to make the table. So I had to look at <laughs> Elvina and he'll be an adult sitting there, forgetting about the guy underneath the table, making the topic, <laughs> keeping my face. I mean, the things we do sometimes—it's—it's it's insane.
3: Movie magic, <sighs> movie right. magic. Oh man! Well, you did a great job.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um,
3: so that doesn't go well for her. So she decides to go to a higher up and try to, I guess, get around this thing. Uh, She wants to defend the Tarim, and we're a little uncertain of what her motives are, but the good news is that she wants to defend these people, even though there's only a handful of them left. I think that's the right thing to do. And I was a little shocked that President Wade was like, why is everyone so worked up about these people? Like, because they're human lives, and you should be protecting them. So Exactly, and they're... Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, they're really really old ancient tribe and, and, you know, they're a witch tribe. And I think that's why Alder, you know, has the conflict with w- President Wade because there seems little respect for the kind, you know, that I am, the witch kind. Um, And the Tareem is such an ancient line and they possess a song that reminds me of a song from my kind. And Alder, you know, tries to save what everything that has to do with witchcraft and the songs that they use to form their, their storms and fight their enemy. So even though there's only 10 left, and that's why I'm also so, you know, appalled that Kalida would address Alder like that, because I'm actually trying to help them and save mm-hmm. the last remaining mm-hmm. of the Terim It's like, but in everyone is turning against alder in episode nine where alder is like i'm just trying to do the right thing why yes. does <laughs> just come on my side like, <laughs> jesus you know yeah. i just get the bad eyes looked at me
3: yeah she hissed back president way she hissed back yeah i love That's
4: that yes i love that i i loved when much i mean that shooting that scene it was so strong and i think you know she's such an incredible actress and for the 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 two of us to have that face off it was it was so strong and and that's the thing you know it's like I don't feel well not me but Alder doesn't feel like she gets the respect for what she's been doing for all these years at the end of the day I made a pact with America Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I would win their wars if they would build a place for my kind and we had that agreement and President Wade is a president that is almost, you know, togs down to what I've been doing mm-hmm. for all these years and doesn't respect I'm Maria and, you're- and the fact that we have built America to what it is today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting that you bring that up, Lynn, because I didn't even think about it that way. Like, in today's America, the military is like, you know, it.com. Like, everybody's like, especially like <laughs> a president, would be like all about the military. But it's that- such an interesting perspective that you're bringing up that, she has done so much, Alder and the witches and this military in this world has done so much, but they still get talked down to, they're still underappreciated for all their work, you know, so it's also a testament to, you know, Alder and being the, the, not the face or being the person that has to make the tough decisions and not being the face to it, you know, so it's just, it's such a
2: complex Mm -hmm. for her.
3: It's an interesting dynamic you don't see a lot, especially in American culture. Gunnar, you had something you want to say? Oh, Gunnar. I can't hear you.
2: you muted. We lost you. No. Come back. Come back on tour. (laughs) Um,
0: Sorry. There we are. It's all right. The sense of how you said that no one, like the newer, a new president is not respecting the history and the historical aspect that comes into the culture that is a witch army. This isn't just simply a division of the government. And that's what we see in our world. And there's also the lack of respect that people give to even that, that it is a culture in itself. And this one really is a culture within a department. And wants her culture, which was hunted down for so many years. And this new person, it's kind of the testament of, well, it's not happening today. You guys have so much power. What does it matter? It's just a few people of your, few of your kind. And it's like, that is the history and the purity. And they have parts of my culture I don't even know about. I want to preserve that and protect it.
4: Well, that's exactly. And you know, I mean, this is her forty-fifth president. I did the crossing of the Delaware. I mean, I'm Georgina Washington. Do you know <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah. I, so long, Georgina but, Washington. I mean <laughs> I I am I I what what have I not sac- I have sacrificed everything? How dare you speak to me like that? But of course Alder doesn't have that higher up. The president is still the president, although Has not done hasn't gotten even close
2: to what Alder has done. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I know you guys are going to possibly rip me, but um, (laughs) I agree. No, I definitely agree. And I, even though I've said that I'm not like on Team Alder or whatever, I'm not always the biggest fan. I definitely understand. Just like the like you said, she's been there from the beginning. Like without her, y'all probably wouldn't be as successful as you are now. And so. But the only thing that I kind of have a different opinion on is the fact that we have seen this before. And I know the comments might rip me apart, but I feel like it's on my chest. So I'm going to say it. Um, We made it not with the military. No, like like you said, Brian, the military here in the United States is definitely like, you know, that girl. But I think from my perspective, there have been tons of minorities in this country who have done and sacrificed everything everything for this country. They have literally, I know my ancestors built the White House, and we're still not respected. So, Mm -hmm. I, like, I, what I felt from Alder in that moment was, I, that slap in the face is something that we see all the time. Like, imagine pouring everything, like you say, Gunnar, your culture, your history is rooted in the survival of this nation and then the minute that the nation feels like you're not doing something good enough or something isn't working on their time now all of a sudden you don't matter you're just a person or you're just a culture or it doesn't matter and like you said with the with the whole like oh well it's just a small group of people why does it matter and so when you said that that immediately made me think of like Minorities who are killed in the street all the time, where it's kind of like, oh, well, that's just one person. Why does it matter? And it's no, it's what that means. And so, even like I said, even though I'm not the biggest Alder fan, I connected with her in that moment because it's like, that's the biggest slap in the face that we see every day. And so I couldn't even imagine like her walking away angry. I'd be like, yeah, I, yeah. This is like well, what hey. you're breaking so my heart saying you're not the biggest older fan. <laughs> I'm so, so I I couldn't come here and be like yes, I'm sorry, because I know when you watch back the clips you're gonna be like girl, please, <laughs> you're to me apart. But um, no, what I was saying was even though we don't see it in the military aspect, I definitely think there are so many people who have contributed to this nation who are mm-hmm. constantly disregarded. That's what I was saying. But yes, mm-hmm. I understood older during God. that moment. I felt it. <laughs>
3: In that moment, and granted, I have, I do not have that perspective that you have. Uh, so mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that with me because that, that makes that scene so much richer and more valuable. Uh, but even so, I I still am like, these are human lives, regardless if they're witches or ancient people, like you should be protecting them regardless. I hate seeing history being destroyed, especially rare stuff. So back there, it's also that. So there's multiple reasons that we should side- with Alder in this. And I do. Between her argument with her and President Wade, I was absolutely on standing with the biddies and Alder. Uh, and I probably would have kept doing that had it not been for that final scene mm-hmm. in which she puppeted the president. And that is a whole bag of cats. That's all sorts yeah. of uh, metaphysical, ethical quandaries. Yeah. So I want to hear everyone's take on that moment because that's a big moment.
0: I it <laughs> go ahead my, Gunner. my whole discussion i stand by and everything we're talking about and then it's like it's the matter of everything i agree with i have this point but then pause and now a separate thought that was where i just saw as um unacceptable and that's i see the reflection of in harry potter how one of the unforgivable curses is the brain control spell because it's Very taken true. with someone's free will it's the aspect of human have the right to be free and do their own decisions, even if you don't agree with them. And that's why the hag, is that how you say the hag? I think the government. The Hague. Probably, the, the Hague. Hague, mm-hmm. Hague. never say that right. The Hague um, made it outlawed. And the minute, I love that they kind of explained that to you. It wasn't just that Anacostia saw us, was like, that's not right. Like, this is illegal. And she's now crossed an official, official line now with it. it,
3: it just like in Harry Potter, it's an illegal, unforgivable curse. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's that.
4: He- Well, I I don't know if I should let the others um, speak first, um, you know, because I almost want to defend all the (laughs) right away. Um, But I think, yeah, you know, she is breaking protocol completely. Um, But imagine building at something for more than 300 years Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there's one president and you're so close, so close to getting to a huge victory and somebody goes you know what your time's up thank you very much Mm -hmm. bye-bye what are are you gonna are you just gonna like abide by that I mean as Alder there's no way is it wrong what she's doing is she breaking protocol absolutely Will, will Alder defend what she's doing absolutely you see, so I, I can yeah. also defend that again, but of course, I, I see and look, I love that there's a dark side coming into Alder. I loved playing it, <laughs> I love challenging an audience, I love challenging myself. Um, and it's, it's a huge moment, it's a big moment, and I think it's 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 it was so um incredible to 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 play that as well, uh, on the day. Um, it looked but like
3: an intense scene.
4: Yeah. It was very intense. I I nearly passed out a, a few times doing that scene because wow. I was just you I couldn't yeah it was it was pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm 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 can't can't wait to hear the rest
1: of your your take on it. You know, it's so crazy that obviously I was with everybody and I was just like, "Oh no, girl, like don't do that." But Lynn, when you said it, it's such a good point of just how the president just threw her to the wayside, and I think that's what she was just the most pissed about. Is like mm-hmm. literally, she was she's given her life, she's given all these centuries of service, and then just one wrong move, and she's like, "Sorry, that's it. Thank you. Next." Like that's mm-hmm. not how it works. Like I feel like Alder, Alder is really uh, her intention is to be as part of the military until the day she dies, until her very bitter end and for someone to just take that from her like with no regard. I mean, regard, but just on such a whim that's why she was just like oh hell no so i i definitely see what you're saying there and yeah i'm just like okay i'm here for it here we go girl let's see let's shake up this world
3: (laughs) even objectively though like you wouldn't want to shake things up it's it's the power dynamic that would happen in that transition during this like at-home terrorist invasion that's probably not the best time to change hands for the first time in american history so like it's probably not a good play, I by agree. the way. Tori, yeah?
2: Yeah, I agree. Now, when I saw this, like all of our episodes literally were just going through my head and all the things that we said about Alder and like the things I've said about Alder because in previous episodes, you know, I said maybe maybe it is time for a change in leadership just because she's been at it for so long and the free is developing these new things and sometimes a change in leadership can kind of change your perspective and we can use a little, some new tactics. Now, I didn't like the way that the president went about it. Cause like you said, Kevin, I mean, we're in the middle of fighting something. That's not the best time to switch leadership like maybe we can discuss you know we can have a little review assessment like you do at your job you know after it's <laughs> over like how did you do For, um, a performance think, review right a performance <laughs> review like we could have done some things better i think like that conversation definitely needed to be had because there's been a lot going on with trying to fight the spree so i don't think it was the best time but then when she took over the president i was like ooh, no i don't like that because like you said i think i don't know if the president was making the right call or not i mean we'll never know because she was taken over and now Alder is still in in leadership. But if somebody makes the wrong decision, I think the best thing is to make them stand on it. Like if you're going to make this decision and if it's not the right one, you're going to have to take accountability for making that wrong decision. Mm. And I think that would have been a lot more powerful of letting the president change over leadership. Maybe it goes and crashes and burns and they have to bring Alder back in. And now you have to kind of The president then has to respect Alder, and I think I would have liked seeing that rather than her not being able to make her own decision. Because we wouldn't have known what would have happened if Petra Bellwether was in charge. Like, we just, we don't know. We will never know. So I think it would have been better, in my opinion, to just kind of, like, make her stand on it and for us to actually see the opportunity for a change in leadership because we've never seen it. So how do we know that this is best when we've never tried anything else? I feel like sometimes I'm more for trying and failing and learning from it than just leaving stuff alone, even though it comes with ups and downs, you know? So I was, I didn't like that. I did not like that. And like I said, I'm not someone who likes to be spoken for. So that just really, I was like, don't change my words. Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say that. So that just really hurt my heart that she was doing that but like i said i was right you know, but it it, stage, it makes stage.
4: for it makes for great storytelling oh <laughs> yeah oh, yeah absolutely. it does uh,
3: it was on all this
2: glue to the tv moment
3: i'm gonna have to make a very tough decision and cut this conversation now because we only have a little bit of time left uh it, great television is surely in the way i could go on and we could predict about what's next episode is but i'd rather it just happen to me just peel the band-aid off so we want to use our remaining time uh, to have a little Q&A with you, Lynn, if that's all right.
4: Absolutely.
3: All right. Uh, Gunnar, do you have a question for Lynn?
0: Um, I love seeing, because clearly you and Alder have connected so deeply as playing this role. What have you learned so much from this ex- incredibly strong woman of a character?
4: Um, oh, God, I've learned so much from Alder. I mean, she scares the bejesus out of me. When I... When I got the audition, I was like, there's no way I can pull that off. I'm Belgian. I come from the countryside and I have to play an American general. On top of that, (laughs) she's a witch. That's a challenge. But then again, I love a challenge because I get to grow from it as an actor. um, Because I always want to get myself out of my comfort zone. And Alder is my... The opposite of my comfort zone, um, you know, and I have to question what she's doing, and I have to gelidify um, j- j- it. Is that the way of saying it? Galitify it. No, like I have to um, Kun- try and 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 agree with her decisions, even though oh, sometimes I, I I disagree. Yes, thank you very much. So for me, Alder, you know, just her. She's given me so much power and it somehow resonated through my personal life. After playing Alder for six months, I stepped into life with a, a new sense of strength, a new sense of, you know, God, women, you know, have always been so, we had to fight for our rights. We had to fight to vote. We had to fight to have a voice. And she represents that everything. And that for me was the most incredible thing to play her to portray a woman
1: who has all that power
3: thank you Uh, brian how about you
1: i know we don't have too much time so i'm just going to shout out the chat for my question because they just have so much amazing love um for you lynn they just think that you're doing amazing as elder of course um they love seeing you on the show they absolutely want a season two um and yeah thank you guys all so much for being here i know we don't have too much time i can't get too, too many questions but yeah we love lynn so much too as well and we will see you for next week
4: Thank you so much. All right, uh, Lynn, like
3: Brian said, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be with us today. If the fans uh, have questions for you, can they find you online?
4: They can. Um, I'm mostly, I'm an Instagram girl. So, you know, DM me. Um, You know, I I know that I have a profile on Twitter and Facebook, but I basically never look at them because whenever I do a post, it's through my Instagram. So the best way to reach me is my Instagram and that's,
2: lynn renee at lynn renee
3: all right thank you uh tori where can everyone find you
2: you guys can find me on instagram <laughs> at toxic model or on twitter at Tori with two e's Yeah, if you can find me all
3: right brian
1: you can find me on instagram twitter youtube and tiktok at the brian santos and catch one after buzz tv's quarantine with the stars
3: gunner
0: you can find me on instagram and twitter at the gunner thomas
3: all right, I'm Kevin Allen. Twitter, Kevin Allen says, Instagram, Kevin Allen Graham. Thank you all so much for being here for another episode. We will be back next week for the season finale of Motherland Fort Salem. So tune in to AfterBuzz we TV then. Thursday right. at 8
1: p.m., our usual time. <laughs> oh,
3: right, Bye. usual time. Right. All right, we'll see Thanks. you all then.
1: Right on. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV.